Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our next guest is... Hello and welcome to another Our Next Guest Is. This is a conversation where we meet the country's leading speakers and entertainers in the corporate and events world and we meet the person behind the name. My name's Michael Pope and I'm here with Carson White from Leading Voice. Carson, who is our next guest? Our next guest has travelled the world probably ten times over, sometimes on the run, but more often as a reporter for the long-running travel show Getaway. As an actor, musician, journalist, television and radio presenter, he has dined with Kings slept in over 2,000 hotel rooms and been in the room when a crazed Russian nightclub impresario pulled a gun on a couple of brawny underworld thugs attempting to steal his sequined go-go girls. Ladies and gentlemen, the next guest is Mr David Rain. Hi David, welcome. Thank you very much. As the uh, current crop of politicians would say, good to be with you. (laughs) Indeed. I want to start with the hard-hitting questions first. What's really? Katrina Roundtree really like? <laughs> is she as wonderful as she appears? Katrina is a, an endlessly uh, energised ball of passion and uh, dedication to the job. And right. wow, it's, it's, really, it's always really interesting. Occasionally, Katrina and I get to work together. Her energy is just infectious. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, she's got a competitive energy, let me say that. <laughs> Anyone listening would imagine the wonderful things about being on Getaway, but what's the worst thing? You know... I clearly got spanked on the bum by a rainbow when yeah. I was younger because I've lived a charmed life and there's nothing bad about that show, really. Oh, right. I mean, I've, I've, I've watched certain periods that the uh, show has gone through and I don't always agree with the way television has, uh, has manoeuvred itself into the area that it's in now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's disappointed me and that's disappointed me about our show. But um, yeah, well, it, Can I drill down a bit on that? But well, where's it moved? Well, it's, you know... It, it used to be a program about letting the uh, the destination breathe visually. Mm-hmm. So you could do beautiful, lingering, mm-hmm. big, wide shots of the beach, for instance, and you could sit in your lounge chair and you could watch that and you could mm-hmm. dream. It was lifestyles of the rich and famous. Mm-hmm. People would sit there and they'd just soak it up and wish they were there. That doesn't happen so much. Television became, you know, <clears throat> reality TV changed television. Uh, it's become a lot more fast-paced. It's got branding all over it. And I don't mm-hmm. necessarily agree with that right. I, I, I realize why it's taken that uh, uh that that path yeah but i don't necessarily agree with it so i detect a bit of sentimentality there so let's let's go back to uh your early days in the entertainment industry tell us about what was your first gig and was it the was tell it us about clutch cargo Clutch Cargo. <laughs> Clutch Cargo. You weren't at the gig, were you? <laughs> I wasn't. My grandfather was, though, and speaks very highly of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, Clutch Cargo was one of, the, uh, one of the earlier names of Australian Crawl, which was the band my brother started. Oh, yes, I've heard of them. Uh, yeah. And um, he had a band, a previous band, and, uh, which sort of folded, and I was going to film school. I was going to Swinburne Film School here, and... Uh, I was very lucky to get in there. It's very hard to get into Swinburne Film School. I'd done, I'd done two years at, at film school and my brother was putting together this band and he couldn't find a drummer. And he, I, I used to drum a bit mm. at home. <clears throat> and he said, oh, we come and keep the beat until we find a drummer. And <laughs> yeah. I just sort of remained in the band. And Clutch Cargo is one of the original names that we had. Plus we had another one uh, was Mike, the Mike Stand Band. Nice. Wow, God. <laughs> Based on the roadies. Yeah, exactly. Australian Crawl was the one that stuck because we were all swimmers. We were... Uh, a bunch of us in the band were all went to the same school, and we we're all in the swimming squad, and right. we we're all surfers, and we we're all, you know, beach 
lads. Yeah, yeah. And so Australian Crawl seemed like a, a good name and it seemed like we had high hopes to go internationally, so it seemed like a good idea to put the Australian bit in there. Right. Um, more than once, you've been the one to jump ship off a project before you get sacked, which is unusual for a, you know, for a hungry entertainer. What's the philosophy behind that? Uh, I've never been good in a program or a project where I haven't enjoyed it. Yeah. I've long had a reputation for saying no, which is unusual in the business. Mm. People can't work you out, which probably doesn't really help you in the long run. But I can't hang around on something that I don't like. A particular example of that was the morning show that I did at Channel 10, 9am with David and Kim. They came to me and they said, would you like to do a morning show? And my initial reaction was absolutely not. (laughs) I do not like morning television. Hang on, let me think about it. No. No. (laughs) I do not like morning television. I don't think anyone's done it particularly well. Uh, No one really cares. It's a money-making venture, you know. And uh, anyway, I got – then I started thinking about it. I know what. I can change the genre. <laughs> you, had a, you had a dream. Yeah. That was my first major mistake. Okay. But we did really well. You know, we, we really we, – we quadrupled the ratings and we, uh, we really cared. And I had conversations with them about saying, I'm not doing those advertorials and I don't want you to have eight advertorials in a two-hour show because mm-hmm. it limits the amount of talking time that you can have. Mm-hmm. I want to do good chats with mm-hmm. people. You know? and, and that's where it went wrong. And that's where – well, we, because we got to a point that it was so successful, the network came to me and said, now you're denying us money yeah, uh, okay, by saying, so, yeah. you know, only four advertorials in a two-hour program. We want to stretch it out to eight. And right. I said, you're going to kill it. Mm. And I had these conversations with them. They'll back me up if they're smart. And, uh, yeah. and I said – eventually I said, I can't do this anymore. And the day I quit was the day I had an out-of-body experience, my only out-of-body experience. <laughs> yeah. I had to present a segment – this is how bad it got. I had to present a segment on choosing the right vase for your Mother's Day flowers. <laughs> my body rose from the chair. I was looking down at myself and I was saying to myself, get the out of here. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> and I did. So is, it, is that attitude or philosophy something that you take to your corporate work in, in, in a keynote or whatever about only do what you love to do? Absolutely. You know, life is too short. I, I grew up in a very... My father was a very cutting, very amusing, but very cynical individual. Quite a difficult gentleman. Right. And he used to, our whole um, upbringing was dealing with this guy who was able to just reduce the situation to its basic cutting core very amusingly. And I spent way too much time being cynical. Right. And something changed. Eventually something changed. I realised the great life that I was having. And I thought, no... Saying yes is good, being positive is good, uh, having energy and fun is good, looking for the quirky, looking for those things that really thoroughly interest you, which is what I try to do when I'm travelling. That's the message that I take when I take, uh, go mm. to corporate gigs mm. and do, do corporate uh, MCs and, and keynotes and things like that. Look around you. It ain't that bad. Or if it is bad, here's a way to get out of it. Be positive. Find mm. the joy. There is joy. It's your choice. Fast forwarding after you, you left Australian Crawl. Did the acting thing and I went you to, got I a Logie, to, I believe. Or, yeah. Yeah. I left Australian Crawl because I had this choice whereby it was not always easy uh, working in a band with your brother. And uh, so, w- would it have been difficult doing anything with your brother, or well, no, he just and being I, in a band? He and I are really, really close and really great mates. He lives around the corner. We've always lived within, you know, walking distance of each other. Right. Um, we're very close. We've done a lot of projects together, um, but that one was a difficult one. And so, why um, was it difficult? Uh, Cause, cause he, he was. He, but, 
I think back then, you know, I was kind of feisty. He was feisty. Uh, we were in this band that was going gangbusters really, really fast. And so we were all a bit kind of, you know, getting a bit pop starry about ourselves. Right. But, you know, he was telling me basically how to play. Oh. And which is okay because he's a very, very fine musician. But at that point, I'm going, no, no, I'm going to play it, play it like this. So there was yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And, but I had to, I'd done two years of this three year course, which was a really important course for me. And uh, I had to decide after uh, taking a year off whether or not I stay with the band or go back to to Swinburne to finish mm. my course. Mm. So I finished my course and watched the band become Do the biggest thing in Australia. <laughs> oh, so you weren't involved when but they had their first number one? No. But no. you've got the bit of paper on the wall. Uh, yeah, See, yeah, James that's... doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that fun and energy you said you take to your MC work now. Let's talk about uh, what a conference might expect if they get David Rain as the first guy in the room. I've been to too many nights where I've been bored. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, people that are coming, whatever their event, people... No, I think so often they're expecting to be bored. I think so often... Is that right? You think that's in their expectation I to reckon, be bored? Yeah. I reckon. You know, corporate events can be so dull, yeah. you know, and you've got to go in with energy. You've got to give them something. You've got to give them some fun and joy and laughter and, and something to take home, certainly. And you get to keynote speakers to come in and they give them something mm. to take home. Yes. I can do a keynote speech, uh, you know, my background, the reason I got into film school in the first place, my background was writing. And I can write you a keynote speech that will just, you know, charm the pants off you. About anything? If I, I'm Absolute. not going to, but if I threw you a topic, you'd go, yeah, in an hour, come and see me. I'll give you a 15-minute keynote on. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Absolutely. One of the things from a keynote speaking point of view is a lot of people want to hear your story, want to hear your messaging. I mean, you've had a fascinating life, as you said, you called a charmed life. So you've got plenty of of your own personal stories that you yeah. weave, can weave into create a really good after-dinner entertaining yeah. raconteur-style keynote. Yeah. Uh, but also you do that, you weave that into your role as an MC. So so you're up on stage as an MC. Talk, talk a bit more about what you do. It is just to entertain. Mm-hmm. It is to entertain. Do it you get the to... drum kit out? Do you <laughs> harmonica? Do you? What, what's your thing? Uh, my thing is hopefully humour. Right. No, I'm not a joke teller, yeah. but I can give you humorous stories. I can the travel travel experience as we all know is uh, an endless minefield of great stories yeah. and great experiences and things that you can take away. You know, uh, can you regale us with one story particularly about the um urethra? Oh. <laughs> we were the, we were in the Amazon in Brazil. And we were going, it, it, strangely, we were up there to go diving in the river. And I went, why are we diving in the river? Yeah. And they said, there's coral here. You should see the coral. Oh, great. And we're in the middle of, we, we, you know, we've done a six-hour drive in Land Rovers into the forest to find this river. And we, the guy's standing there and he's saying to us, well, we're going diving, we're going to see amazing coral, but I do have to warn you, there is uh, some dangerous elements to this river. And I said, piranhas? I'm not getting in a river with piranhas. He said, no, piranhas, they exist in this river, but not in this area, you know. <laughs> Great, they can swim down here, though, can't they? He said, no, the piranha's not the issue. We've got a thing called a kandaroo. And I said, what the hell is a kandaroo? And he said, this is a vicious little creature, a little uh, fish, that is attracted to your ure- urethra. So do not be weeing in the water. Right. And I said, 
so what happens if it is attracted to you, the wee-wee in the water? He said, well, it swims up your urethra, <laughs> attaches itself inside with barbs and gorges on your blood. Jesus. It can only be surgically removed. I said, oh, I'm not swimming here. <laughs> Give me the piranhas. So the gist of that story would be I did get into that river and if I hadn't, if I hadn't been bold enough, and I, certainly I, you know, put on two wetsuits and, and <laughs> had about went to the toilet about four times before I jumped in there, so there was no chance of leakage. Yes. We dived into this river, and it was unbelievable. I, w- I didn't think you could see such coral right. in a in a river, pristine river, crystal clear in this rainforest, pristine rainforest, mm. you know, thousands and thousands of years old, in the middle of nowhere. And had I not gone, yes, I'm going to take the plunge and yeah. risk the fact that this critter is going to climb up my dick, um, <laughs> I would have missed that. And that's the point I often make. Yep. Take the step. Yeah, take the Go chance. For and it. and that the, the visuals of the coral would have been so clear because there was no filter of yellow anywhere. No, that's right. <laughs> it was beautifully that's right, clear. That's right, that's right. There's a real function required as an MC. So tell me how you weave the entertainment into actually getting the job done. I did one recently for a financial group, you'll remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think, right, how do I how do I engage these guys? These guys have been in finance. Mm. Uh, for, you know, um, what, what can I bring to them? Well, how can I make their night? It was their awards night. You know, financial groups have awards nights. And they it was do. Their awards night. So these guys had come down. It was a Friday evening. They travelled. They probably really just wanted to go home for the weekend. Mm. But they had this awards night. And I thought, how can I entertain these guys? I know about travel. I know they, they were coming from all over the country to Australia. Uh, to, sorry, to Melbourne, and uh, they were staying in hotels. So I just get up there and I start talking about I, I just charm them with, you know, highlights of Melbourne in a, an, an amusingly mm. uh, as possible way that I can. And uh, it was recently I said, uh, welcome to Melbourne. The gist of it was welcome to Melbourne. Um, you'll know, you'll probably realise, you know, if you didn't know already, we've just been voted from the mantle of being the world's most livable city to second. Mm. behind the Viennese. And I've been to Vienna. And Vienna has dog poop all over the pavement, you know. And so I was telling these stories about why I thought Melbourne should still retain number one. And these people were loving it because they were visitors to Melbourne. Yeah, great. And then I can talk, I talked to them about what they could could expect in their hotel room and the best way to get the most out of their hotel room and how you can actually you know there is a method to twisting the top off the uh, little bo- <laughs> little bottles of scotch without the hotel ever knowing and refilling it with cold tea you know you can do don't you love those mini bars that have a little sensor that you know they know when the bottle's been taken that, out yeah what, what's the trick around that I I haven't worked that yeah. one out Katrina knows well, she'd know that kind of thing yep. you know where I can bring. What, the skill I have, hopefully, as a writer, mm. and the skill that I, or the just memories that I have from travelling, to entertain these guys off the top. They're not expecting that. They're mm. probably expecting some kind of dry That's the financial joy, for, kind of connection. Yeah. For a good MC, that is the joy when they discover that you are, you know, a talent to entertain, not just tell them housekeeping. Yeah, and that exactly. And, I, and then I, I sat around. I like to, you know, I, I don't necessarily just get up and go. If I'm there, I like to sort of get to know. A couple of these guys and, and find out really what they're on about because often you do a presentation, then you have lunch or dinner yep. and then you come back on and you do a little bit 
further more mm. and then introduce somebody that's about to get up. And, and, and this evening was a, a wards night, so mm. you have to introduce people. And by that st- stage, you've figured out what's going on in the room and mm. you can kind of add Adapt. a little bit Absolutely. more as well. Yeah. Is there a gig you remember where things didn't quite go as well as you'd hoped? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do we have time? Well, look, I'll, I'll try and keep it brief. It was back in the days when I was doing the morning show. Yes. And I think the network was a was a sponsor of – they had those uh, NASCARs. You remember the NASCAR? Yeah, American yeah. NASCARs came out and they did it they, the first time they'd appeared here and they were doing a circuit on the Gold Coast. Right. And because the network was the sponsor of this um, race, they asked me to go and MC it. Oh, great. And I said, what do I know about NASCARs? Not a lot. <laughs> you couldn't write a quick 15 minutes about NASCARs? Well, I did. Oh, okay. Of my take on NASCARs. And what do we think of NASCARs? We look at the American version. We go, who's in front? Nobody seems to know because they're going <laughs> a zillion miles per hour around a lap constantly, yes. continuously for hours. Just think, And I, I, I was just doing yeah. a riff on that, you know. What are you, Wow, these cars. Whoever knows what's happening? I, I don't know what's happening. They crash and they go on fire. And boy, this is unique. And why, why is it out here? And yes, I got into quite a bit of trouble for that. The, the client didn't appreciate the, right. the take the, on it. I think the general manager of NASCAR got up and said, well, I do know what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of took over. What do you hope that your audience does take away from a, a David Rain gig? Well, I hope that they've had a great night. Yep. Um, as I was saying before, I like to tell stories about travel uh, and I like to, uh, as I was also saying before, I like to leave them with, you know, hope, inspiration, mm. uh, a keenness to go and, and, and step out there, step out of the comfort zone. A lot of people, a lot of people go back to this, when they're traveling, a lot of people pe- go back to the same place that they like, mm. you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do a, um, a yearly trip to Noosa. We travel. We go to Noosa once a year, mm. and, I, and Noosa is lovely, obviously. But I tried to say to them, "Get out of your comfort zone, because once you're out there, you'll love it, and you'll mm. come back, and you will be re-energized, and you'll mm. be reinvigorated." And I like to try and convey that. Yeah, when and you, I'm, you, you'll have a second place to love. That's is right. the point. If that's you right. go beyond what you already yeah, know. Yeah. In the last few minutes remaining, and you are a great storyteller, can you tell us about this time when you were with a crazed Russian nightclub impresario who pulled a gun on a couple of brawny underworld thugs attempting to steal his sequin go-go girls? Yeah, well, we, we went to Moscow. And it, the, it was back in about 2000, I think. The, the Soviet Union had just broken down. And in Moscow, uh, official population was 8 million at this point point there were 20 million people there right because they'd all flooded in from the soviet territories not knowing what was going to happen tomorrow they all had their hand out they were just begging Mm. for 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 any american dollars were huge everyone wanted american dollars anyway we're filming around there we're having all sorts of trouble because although we'd uh got all the permits prior to leaving every time we'd front up at the uh, the moscow ballet and show us show them our permits they'd go no and then you'd have to negotiate, and it was a hellish time. And I did a, I did a quite a negative story on the thing, and it was actually mm. what got us great kudos at Getaway because everybody is always so upbeat about yes, wherever mm. they visit. And but I you said, actually, at this point, this come, that's no. right. Mm. At this point, you know, I wouldn't recommend you go to Moscow <laughs> until they sort things out. Anyway, we'd had a hell of a time, but we made some friends, and they saw, a, you know. A, an Australian film crew and we ended up in this nightclub and they were giving us you know vodka shots and giving us food and all this sort of stuff and then the guy you know we we were getting quite 
lubricated, and the guy that ran the joint, and it was pretty seedy sort. Of, and right. It was it was it was flash, but it was seedy. Yeah, you know the go go girls <laughs> in cages. You know there was that kind of place. Okay, but it was a nightclub. It wasn't a strip joint. Yeah, but go go girls in cha- cages, and we're going. How weird is this? Yeah, and eventually we find ourselves in the the office of the manager, the whole crew. <laughs> and, the, you know, the cameraman's there and he's got his camera under his arm and so on. And, was uh, he rolling? Well, when this started to happen, yeah. he did start to roll. And yeah. I noticed he was rolling. I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do it. God's sake. But what happened was these, this guy was, he was, uh, the, the manager had, there was cash everywhere and there was booze everywhere. It was chaos. But he was just drinking. He was on, you know, whatever powders, Russian nightclub uh, impresarios partake of. He right, was right. he was amped. He was fire. He was going. And these two big guys came in, and they both had a go-go girl over their shoulder, and they're telling him, from what I could understand, because I don't speak Russian, they're telling him, "We're taking these. We take your girls tonight. <laughs> right. Here we go on Home. my shoulder. We're out here." And the guy, it was all a bit of a laugh until the guy pulled a gun and shot a hole in the roof. Gee, and. <laughs> And we all go. Oh, was this still camera, on film? The camera was going. Oh, oh. Wait, do you think I should shoot it? No. <laughs> so yeah, it was just uh, this bizarre kind of situation. The, the two brawny guys put the girls down. They walked out. The girls stayed behind, started drinking, and we we're back to the same thing. And so that's how you that, met uh, Katrina Roundtree. <laughs> I was going to say you won't see that in Noosa. <laughs> you won't see that. Well, I don't know, <laughs> David. Clearly, just from the twenty minutes we spent together, you do have a fun, infectious, uh, not only presentation but attitude below that as to, um, you know, we're here for a short time, so let's make it a good time. And whether it's uh, y- your work and your career that you won't uh, put up with anything that you don't think is true to you, that's admirable. And that spirit that you bring into the workplace of a conference or a dinner, I reckon uh, keeps you coming back time and time again. It's fantastic to meet you, David. You too. Thanks very much. Cheers. And if you want to have David come and MC or talk at your next event, please go to www.leadingvoice.com.au. You've been listening to Carson White from Leading Voice and your MC Michael Pope with our next guest is. More guests can be found through iTunes or just visit www.ournextguestis.com.au. But until next time, let's take a break. Music.